Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. It is Thursday, September 17th, 2020. I am Andrew Hansen, of course, by Sugar Shane Caldwell here on our NFL podcast. And Shane, we're getting ready for week two here with the Thursday night showdown slate. Coming off a great week one at DFS Coach Talk where we swept the board on the main slate. We were terrific on the showdowns. Are you ready for another big week here in week two? Yeah, we, we crushed it in week one. Uh, we really dived into the game plans and were able to predict a lot of things, so it's awesome. Uh, so we're, we're definitely ready, uh, and hopefully we're, we're, we're looking to not perform like Cleveland did uh, out, there, out there in Cleveland. <laughs> that, you know, that cold air this time of year comes off Lake Erie. It kind of threw off the Cleveland Browns. Or is it just the fact that they had to play the Baltimore Ravens, who's an absolute dominant football team, uh, so now we have the Thursday night showdown with Cincinnati. They're a little bit farther south. It's a little warmer. They don't have to deal with that, you know, cool breeze and that cloudiness <laughs> in Cleveland. So now they got to they got to travel up to Cleveland. And Cleveland's been the paper champions, and they just haven't performed. You know, they look great on paper, but they don't perform. But I think that they might actually have a chance in this one. Uh, it should be a good competitive game, a good old good old fashioned AFC North battle here. Yeah, absolutely. Cleveland rough start there, thirty eight to six. With all those weapons on offense, uh, you're right. Pressure's on to get get one in the win column. So uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. And I know that you were in the film room last night into the wee hours of the morning. Uh, so g- give the folks who are new to the program a little bit of insight into how we do things at Coach Talk and how we break down film. Yeah, so our philosophy, we don't use optimizers and algorithms to to build lineups. We hand build the lineups and we use the eye test. So I've watched every single NFL game from week one and analyzed it. I have several pages of notes analyzing the game plan, the coach's strategy, what players look good, what offense and defensive lines look good, all those different things I'm analyzing so that we can help project what the game plans are going to be for the following week. Um, and how I think these teams and the coaches are going to game plan against their new opponent week two. And then based on the film that I've seen and statistics in the breakdown and what I know about these teams from week one uh, and how they're going to attack these teams here, we're able to project, I think, a lot of how these games are going to go and who's going to get production in the DFS world. And it's all about volume and production here. And we're able to project that better by using the eye test, actually watching all the games, breaking down the film, and then combining that with statistics and and, and, and predicting what we think the game plans are going to be. Um, so by doing that, I think it creates a huge edge for us. That's what we're all about here. We're not just crunching numbers in the optimizer because the optimizer cannot necessarily account for the coach's game plan and how they adjust each week. So NFL, it's a, it's a year-to-year league. It changes a lot each year, and people still don't know a lot about these teams yet. Uh, there's a recency bias. People will overreact to week one news, and we can take advantage of that in week two. And it's a week-to-week league. The game plans change each week, and the matchups change. For example, Cleveland was up against one of the toughest defenses in the whole league last last week, and now they have an exploitable defense. So things are going to change dramatically this week, and we're really locked into that, and that's going to help us win in DFS. So definitely go to DFSCoachTalk.com and join us, become a member, because you're going to want to get in on everything we're doing in all these sports in DFS. Yeah, and the, the other thing that makes us different than most of our competitors is we give out full lineups on FanDuel. And so we, we use the eye test to hand-build those lineups, and they're winning lineups. So jump in with us as a member, and you'll get the full FanDuel lineup on every NFL slate. We give a, a, a cash lineup and a GPP lineup. 
Then we give out a full uh, Yahoo lineup. And on DraftKings, we give the coach's clipboard where you get our core plays highlighted and then a bunch of pivots. Now, obviously, that's a little bit more um, applicable for the main slate. Uh, so we'll talk about that more on our next show that previews the Sunday slate. But uh, just doing the one-game showdown here, but you get multiple lineups, as I mentioned, for every slate. So go to DFSCoachTalk.com, uh, grab one of those memberships uh, today, and you'll get our Thursday night lineups tonight. And Shane, another thing you mentioned there, talking about being in the film room, is something I love about the NFL, is if you watch all the games on national television from Thursday through Monday – that you still have a couple days to go back to the film room and watch the other games. And that's the beauty of one game per week that we don't have in these other sports is it's a lot easier to actually watch every game. So we are going to keep doing that. So we use the eye test in addition to all of the uh, stats and trends that we look at uh, to end up building you that, that winning lineup. So let's get going here on this Thursday night matchup and want to thank our presenting sponsor, pre presenting sponsor, betus.com. PA. And we uh, have a great new partnership with them. If you go to their website and sign up, you get a 125% deposit match. Just use the promo code COACHTALK, all one word. So we thank them for their support and that terrific offer that you can use, whether you're a member or just a listener here at DFS Coach Talk. So in terms of tonight's game, if you go to betus.com.pa and check out the lines, the Browns are favored by six and the over under right now at 43 and a half. So on paper, again, Shane, the Browns, uh, you know, uh, have some attraction, uh, have some attraction uh, for the betters um, and uh, folks are expecting them to get in the win column. So what's your first uh, sort of breakdown of this game from uh, from the big picture view? Yeah, so I really looked at it, and each each defense uh, has a particular weakness that you can exploit here in this matchup, and that's going to be really relevant for fantasy. And I really looked at the coach's philosophy and how they want to attack teams and attack their weaknesses, and that's going to play a lot into this. And we have some great recency bias here as well. So, yeah, Cleveland's a pretty big favorite, but I think Cincinnati will compete in this in this game. So, uh, so, I, I, so I do like Cleveland's running game. Uh, if you look at Cincinnati – they're, they actually played pretty good uh, in their secondary against, uh, you know, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, those guys. They gave up a few plays, but nothing too big. So they pretty limited that passing game. I know it was against Terod Taylor, who's not great, but uh, I think that their, their secondary is pretty decent. I think William Jackson is back to Pro Bowl form. Uh, so they're not a real easy team to pass pass against. And here's the other thing about Cincinnati's defense. They have a good pass rush. Those outside pass rushers are really good. Uh, so I feel like they are going to put some pressure on Baker Mayfield. And if you watch Baker Mayfield in week one, I know he was going against Baltimore, but he really looked in, very inaccurate and not really good on uh, passing down the field very much. And uh, he really gets flustered under pressure. So because of that, I like Cleveland. If you think about their coach's philosophy, St St Stefanski, did anyone watch the Minnesota Vikings when they dominated games last year? Uh, you can pretty much figure out what they did. They ran the ball and they completely dominated. So they were running the ball good. Cleveland was against Baltimore early in the game. And then the game got out of hand and they had to go away from it. But they really want to run the ball. And they were effective against Baltimore when they ran the ball. Just they didn't get enough volume. So uh, so Nick Chubb pretty much got uh, game flowed out of the game 
didn't end up getting in the mix. But Nick Chubb is still their workhorse back. I know everyone's on Kareem Hunt saying he got more carries, but Nick Chubb is their running back. So they will attack Cincinnati's defense with Nick Chubb, and I'm looking for Nick Chubb to have a huge game. I think he has great upside, and I I, I think that he has upside of like 120 rushing yards and two touchdown two touchdown type uh, capability here in this game okay. at fairly low in, in at fairly low ownership. You know, it's a showdown slate, so everyone's highly owned. But I don't think Nick Chubb's going to be super high owned here, and I think he should because everyone's worried about Kareem Hunt, and Kareem Hunt will cut into his load a little bit. But I think that Nick Chubb only needs about 16 to 18 carries, and he will absolutely dominate with those carries. Um, and Cleveland should be ahead, so the game script is perfect for this, and Cleveland's at home. So so Nick Chubb's the first guy I'm going to mention there, 13500 on FanDuel and 7600 on DK, so way too cheap, in my opinion, on both slates there. Okay, um, and then going back to the Cincinnati side, I like their passing game. I think that Cleveland's defense is decent against the run, so they might be able to limit Joe Mixon. I think Joe Mixon's a really good running back, and he gets a ton of volume. But if they get behind, um, like I think they're going to do to Cleveland, they're going to have to pass the ball. And the way you attack Cleveland right now, they have two cornerbacks, Greedy Williams, uh, who's out and Kevin Johnson, they were supposed to be starting corners. So their corner, their secondary is depleted. So the way you attack them is you attack them through the air. And Joe Burrow's looking really good as a rookie. He's been running the ball. He's, you know, he's been good as a passer. They got AJ Green back. They got Tyler Boyd. You know, you got uh, John Ross. So they have tons of weapons. So Cincinnati will pass the ball. And that's where I want to focus the attack there. So we got AJ Green at 11,000 on FanDuel, 9,000 on DK. Then we got Joe Burrow. I like Joe Burrow because he's going to run the ball and he's going to have to pass a lot. 14,500 on FanDuel, 10,800 on DK. I like him over Baker Mayfield because of the way the game game flow and the game plan is going to be. Tyler Board is probably one of my favorite plays. I like the fact that he didn't really have a big game last week. People would be off him. Tyler Boyd has a great matchup against uh, Cleveland's slot corner. It's a huge mismatch, and they will target him early and often. He's $10,000 on FanDuel and $7,000 on DK. That's way too cheap for Tyler Boyd. Uh, it's good. John Ross is a, is, a, is a deep threat guy, but he's going to be going up against Denzel Ward a lot of the snaps there, so he's got a tougher matchup. But John Ross is pretty good at $7,500 on FanDuel and $5,200 on DK. People will go with that cheap price on DK especially, but I feel like John Ross could be a little bit of a trap. He's the ultimate boomer bus guy. You know, he kind of reminds you of Deshaun Jackson. We always compare people to Deshaun Jackson, but he's all, he's boomer bus. So right. I don't I don't I don't think he's gonna boom, but he certainly could. Joe Burrow did take some deep shots. And then the nice sleeper guy here, uh, one good way to attack Cleveland's defense is through the tight end. Their linebackers aren't good in coverage. Okay, so uh CJ Uzuma. Is 6,500 on FanDuel and $5,000 on DK. So I think he's a good play at the lower price to get some value there. Um, other than that, on Cleveland's side, I don't love Baker Mayfield. Well, hold on. Before before we go to back to Cleveland, I want to ask you something about Cincinnati's offense. Yeah. So, um, you know, my big theme here uh, heading into breaking down this one-game slate was – remembering last year, both of these teams, the way to attack them was with running backs and tight ends. It worked time and time again, um, you know, attacking the Browns that way um, worked last year. And then and then sure enough, in week one, Mark Andrews had two touchdowns against him. Um, now, 
the running game, uh, the the running defense, the rush defense for the Browns. That's what I want to ask you about because because they were so bad last year, uh, and then you look at you look at Week One and you see that J.K. Dobbins got in the end zone twice on the ground against them. Uh, so on paper, with that as a backdrop, Joe Mixon is going to be pretty popular. Now, what is it about uh, this new season that makes you not want to attack Cleveland so much on the ground? Because what you were just talking about was really using Burrow, looking at those wideouts, looking at CJ Uzama, and attacking them through the air. So wh- what is it that makes you pull back a little bit on Mixon against this Browns rushing defense that was so weak last year? Well, I think it's the game flow, the fact that Cleveland should be up a lot, which is they're not so the so Cincinnati is going to be forced to pass the ball probably in the second half, especially. And the other thing is I, I think the Cleveland Browns, uh, they got a new defensive coordinator this year. And I like their defensive tackles inside Larry Ogajanobi and Sheldon Richardson are rated really high against the against the rush. So I think those guys are stout inside. And then on the outside, you have Olivia Vernon, Olivia Vernon and Miles Garrett, who are also pretty solid. Um, and then I like their their linebackers as well. They're a little bit short on linebackers on the outside. They have some injuries there. Um, but I just think that their personnel and their new scheme, I thought that they did a pretty good job limiting uh, Baltimore's uh, run attack uh, in terms of the running backs. Yeah, they did get some red, red, zone, red zone touchdowns. And then also I, I pair that with the fact that Cleveland is very, very weak in the secondary. That's how you exploit them right now. So I think they're going to limit the rushing attack and Cincinnati will be down in the game, which forces them to pass the ball, which works out great because that's their weakness anyways. They're not really that good in the secondary. So from a game plan perspective, I think Zach Taylor is going to pass them through the uh, – is going to attack them through uh, through the passing game, similar to the uh, Los Angeles Rams did against the Cowboys defense on Sunday night, which I predicted that as well, that Jared Goff – and that offense for the Rams would attack the weak secondary, the weak injured secondary of the Dallas Cowboys. Same scenario here, and that did end up playing out. They didn't end up getting any passing touchdowns, but guys like Robert Woods went off, for example. And yes. the L.A. Rams uh, running backs did not really get off in that game, even though they won the game. Uh, so that's so that's my point here. That's kind of how I'm seeing this whole game play out. But I, Joe Mixon, I think, is a great running back. He looks great. I just don't think he's going to have a lot of space to get in the open field and run here. Um, but he's certainly capable of having a big game. And, and and by the way, historically, he completely shredded the Cleveland Browns right. twice last year. Exactly. He had monster games against them, which is yep. going to raise his ownership even more. So if it plays out like I'm saying, and Joe Mixon does not have a monster game, then that's going to be a big advantage if you fade him. But I understand it is a risky play because Joe Mixon is super talented and they they certainly could run the ball. I just don't think that's the way you attack the Cleveland Browns, and I don't think the game script is set up for that. That's that's the only thing I'm saying about it. Okay. Well, let's let's transition back over to Cleveland's offense because if the game script plays out as you're describing and Cleveland is, is ahead because uh, Nick Chubb has done so well attacking Cleveland on uh, – sorry, attacking Cincinnati on the ground – and we know that is a very effective approach, too. Uh, Eckler last week, 19 for 84. Joshua Kelly, 12 for 60 and a touchdown. So the Chargers were able to run against them. And if if it works out, as you're describing with Chubb, what do you think about Cleveland's passing game? We, we do have some injury news. Jarvis Landry is questionable with the hip. Sounds like right now, midday, Thursday, he's looking pretty good. But we'll have to keep an eye on that. And then, of course, David Njoku is on the injured reserve uh, out for three games. 
so the the tight end spot ha- has a little bit of uh, shifting moving parts. So what what are your thoughts on the Cleveland passing game here? I think Cincinnati's secondary is, is is pretty decent. I think they're a little bit underrated. So because of that, Jarvis Landry hasn't traditionally done well. Like last year, he hasn't, he hasn't really done that well um, against Cincinnati. So because and Jarvis Landry has that injury, I think he will play. He'll be fine. And I think he's the number one receiver for Cleveland. Uh, so Jarvis Landry is okay, but I don't like focusing on that because I don't feel like the game plan lends to them having to pass a lot. And I don't feel like they're very effective at passing to wide receivers right now. If, if you watch uh, Baker Mayfield, I know last week was a lot tougher matchup, but just historically they haven't been very consistent at that. Odell Beckham and Baker Mayfield just don't seem to have that connection. They don't seem to be on the same page for timing. So Odell Beckham certainly is still going to get a lot of targets and he's going to get some shots deep. And it's just a matter of if they can actually hit some of those deep shots. Um, but I don't like their chances. Uh, Baker Mayfield was really inefficient, you know, really low completion percentage. And I don't think it's going to be that much different. He should be a little more effective, but uh, compared to last week, but I don't think it's good enough. I, and here's the thing. Again, I mentioned, I think Cincinnati has a great pass rush. They're going to cause issues for Baker Mayfield, which means they're going to either run the ball or they're going to get rid of the ball quick to try to save Baker Mayfield from turning the ball over and ruining the game for the Browns. Cause that's what he'll do if he gets under too much pressure. Yes, so, yes, I, so and just like they, just like the Minnesota Vikings protected Kirk cousins last year and let him take his play action, deep shots when he can. So if Baker Mayfield hits on one of those play action, deep shots to Landry or Beckham, one of these guys, then that'll be great. But I just don't think he's, uh, he's that great at hitting those shots in terms of accuracy. And I think the secondary solid here. So I think that they're going to really be funneling the ball to the two tight ends and to the running backs. Uh, you have, you have uh, two good tight ends. You got Austin Hooper, who a lot of people are low on, but I think Austin Hooper is going to be just fine. I think he's going to get a lot more targets. Uh, Njoku is out on IR. So he's out for last at least three weeks. Njoku got off with a decent game with limited targets. He caught a touchdown. He had a good game. Guess what? Austin Hooper, they paid him a lot of money. So don't think he's not going to get a lot of targets. Yep. Cleveland plays more 12 personnel. With, that's with two tight ends on the field than anyone in the league right now. Okay. That's what they did at Minnesota last year too. So, so Cleveland's going to have Austin Hooper and the other guy who's a rookie, who I think is a great receiving tight end, Harrison Bryant. They're going to have them on the field the majority of the time. So I look at it, those guys are starters. And those guys are going to get funneled some targets. So one of them or both of them are going to have a great game here. Um, and a lot of people are low on them because some people don't even know who, who Harrison Bryant is. And a lot of people are low. They know who Austin Hooper is, but they don't like him because he did really bad last week. And they think he's just horrible in this offense. But I don't think that's the case. I think he's going to be fine. So my point is you, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt will eat in this game. I think that they're going to do good on the ground and in the passing game, and I think the tight ends do well as as well, and that is the path for Cleveland to win. Because remember, Stefanski's trying to win the football game. He's trying to easily win the football game. He's not trying to produce prolific passing stats to Jarvis Landry and and, and Odell Beckham. The goal is to win the game, and that's the best best path to win the game, and it's exploiting the weaknesses of Cincinnati, which is against the run and against tight ends. So I feel like that's how it's going to play out, and that's where the DFS production is going to go, and we're going to see tonight. Yeah, I'm right with you there. I agree. That's how you attack Cincinnati. It worked last year. It's worked so far this year after week one, and I think it's going to continue uh, the 12 personnel, very important, like you mentioned. Njoku's injury. Hooper uh, is certainly going to get more targets than two with Njoku out and this matchup. And Harrison Bryant, you know, he's one of those guys that we previewed this spring. We did a, a team preview of every team in the NFL, so we dug into these rosters 
early. And this is a thousand yard receiver from college. And so if you can you get you if you can get him, you can get him for two hundred dollars on DraftKings. And so it's it's fun that you can mix him in there and really get some more of the studs. So that'll that'll be fun to play around with. But I, I do like the the potential there for the Browns tight ends. Now, I do want to talk about just overall strategy um, on this slate. So I'll let you talk about FanDuel in a minute in terms of who you want as your MVP. But I'll, I'll start with DraftKings. And remember, on DraftKings, you get the 1.5x fantasy points for your captain, but you also have to pay 1.5x of his salary. And that does not change on FanDuel. So it's a, it's a different analysis on the showdown slate on DraftKings. And so I like to look at some of the mid-tier guys who can go off. And on this slate, uh, one of the guys who's jumping out at me is C.J. Uzama. Uh, the tight end matchup against Cleveland is terrific. As I mentioned, uh, Andrews had two touchdowns in week one. We were all over him. And, uh, you know, Uzama, nice first week with Burrow, four catches for 45. And if he has, you know, a better game where he gets in the end zone, and if the game script plays out as you predict with, you know, Cleveland jumping out, uh, Bengals having to go through the air, you know, if CJ gets six for 60 and a touchdown, you're right around that 18 to 20 fantasy points. You do, you get the multiplier as the captain. He's worth about 30. I really like how the build plays out from there. So uh, he's a guy that I think you should look at as a potential captain on DraftKings because of the format. Now, over on FanDuel, um, as you've started to build your lineups here, is there a guy who's jumping out to you as the MVP? Yeah, I haven't done a lot of lineup construction yet. Uh, I'll be getting into that this afternoon here. But uh, I would definitely go with Nick Chubb. I'd already kind of mentioned that I'm really high on Nick Chubb. You know, he's 13500 And I feel like he's just going to have a monster game. There's not going to be a lot of production through the air on the Cleveland side. Um, it's, you know, FanDuel's half-point PPR. So if you can get a good solid running back that has – you know, get over 100 yards and potentially two touchdowns here. I think that that can really help the, the lineup construction there. And then if the passing games are just not that prolific and not that high scoring in this game, um, then that can really help you gain an advantage there. Uh, yeah, so I like I like Nick Chubb. If you're not going with Nick Chubb, I would go with Tyler Boyd because I think on FanDuel especially, Tyler Boyd's going to be super low-owned, um, and you can put him in that captain spot. And if he has a big game like I think he's going to, uh, you're going to be at an advantage there because I would think is at the captain spot he's going to be probably you know five to ten percent owned like really low owned. Right. You're going to gain a huge advantage if Tyler Boyd has a monster game and he's capable of that. And I think people are really low on him because he didn't have a good game last week. And and you know me, I like that. I, I like the recency bias taking advantage right. of that. Exactly. I think Tyler Boyd's going to eat. Excellent. All right. Well, we're going to continue to tinker with our lineups through the afternoon. And then, like we mentioned, if you want the final FanDuel lineups, the cash, the GPP, the DraftKings uh, coaches clipboard, uh, the Yahoo lineups that we give out for football as well, jump in as a member. Just go to DFSCoachTalk.com and select whichever membership you like. We do have the fall special running right now uh, that was designed for the NFL DFS player because it takes you through the end of this calendar year. It saves you on the monthly membership, and you still get access to all of our sports at DFS Coach Talk. We give out an NBA, we give out NBA lineups every day, uh, MLB lineups every day, and the PGA lineup once a week. So uh, jump in with us there. So uh, Shane, any final thoughts here on this matchup Thursday night? Uh, I, 
I think it's a great it's a great game, and I think that we really understand what these teams want to do, and that's going to help us. Um, and the other thing I want to say as a side note, I, I appreciate every, appreciate everyone's support out there at DFS Coach Talk in terms of watching us on YouTube and listening on the podcast. We also appreciate if you support us here. We're giving this good information out. Uh, we're doing several podcasts a week in the NFL. We're doing a ton of research, and we appreciate you watching us. So please hit that like uh, hit that like button on YouTube, and please subscribe to us because you're going to want to get a notification. Hit the little notification bell. You're going to want to get a notification when we come out with these podcasts. Uh, we should have at least four, typically four per week on NFL. Um, and it's going to really create an advantage for you as a DFS player. So you're not going to want to miss it. Uh, you're not going to want to miss out. So please uh, give us good reviews, rate us, subscribe, subscribe, uh, give us likes on uh, on YouTube. We appreciate the support and uh, we'll continue to provide great content for you. Absolutely. And then you can interact with us on social media at DFS Coach Talk on Twitter uh, you should follow Shane at DET Sports Shane on Twitter. You can find me at Language Olympic. Uh, the coach is available at J O E S A R V A D I. And then uh, you can look us up on Instagram as well. Uh, Shane runs the Instagram page, DFS underscore Coach Talk. So that's the social media side. Our charity of choice here at DFS Coach Talk, MambaOn3.org. So take a look at that, that set up by the Bryant family. And in terms of the schedule here coming up, we will have a Sunday NFL preview show. That'll be out later today. So you can get the first look at game-by-game uh, -game breakdown of uh, where we want to attack the main slate. And then Saturday night, we'll have two more shows post. We'll have the Sunday main slate show, and then we'll have a separate show for the Sunday night showdown and Monday night showdown. So as we mentioned, we've got you covered here on every slate, and we really do appreciate your sport, support uh, for us here on YouTube at DFS Coach Talk. And we'll be back again uh, tomorrow for another NBA show. I mean, those just keep chugging along here. We'll do those every day for the conference finals. So, uh, you know, make sure to tune in there, and we're just going to keep rolling. So on behalf of Shane Caldwell and the rest of the DFS Coach Talk team, I'm Andrew Hansen. Thank you so much for joining us. And please be sure to join us again tomorrow as we look to crush it in DFS.